We are rolling. And I'm just trying to turn on the ring light, but I don't know how to do it. I, uh, every other episode, I probably look really bright because I forget each time how to turn it on. But it's not mine. It's Ryan's. So I should one get day I'll one. get a, a lesson. I know. You know how... <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's a conversation for another time. Everyone got fancy um, recording stuff except for me. I have everyone's hand-me-down hand stuff and I borrow from everyone else. It's okay. Aww. I don't have an office either. This is my like kitchen. My kitchen living Good room. Boo. That sucks. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I'm making it work, and everybody can see um my Christmas decorations that I'm not taking down for a really long time because Ryan and I only got a Christmas tree two nights before Christmas. So, it turns out if you go and get a Christmas tree two nights before Christmas, they think that you're insane and they just give it to you for free. No way. You got a free tree? Yeah, we like pulled up to um. Home Depot, and there's, like, no one working at the tree place, and there's someone standing outside of the Home Depot, and we're like, hey, is it so possible to get a tree? They're like, yeah, I guess. And they, like, followed us into the tree place. It's like, just take it. It's like, what? Aww. They're like, yeah. Like, it, they're just, like, trash now. I was like, it's not trash. So. Wow. We have a tree with one string light, and we're never home for Christmas, so. It, yeah, and if we leave point. Christmas presents under the tree, they just get destroyed by the dogs, so. Makes sense. But I don't know. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. It should, by the time you're listening to this, it would have already been past Christmas, unless you're listening to this in 2022 before the next Christmas. <laughs> I hope everybody had a good one. Yup. Did you guys, oh, you guys don't get, where did you go again? Uh, just to West Palm Beach, so oh, like okay. an hour and a half away from us. All right. So if you're going to ask about snow, no. It was like yeah, 70 was degrees on snow. Christmas. We, I don't even think, we got snow like two days before Christmas and it kind of like lasted to Christmas, but like it didn't like snow on Christmas, at least where I'm at. So I was just kind of bummed. It just didn't feel Christmassy, you know? Yeah. I've never really had like a white Christmas Christmas, but like we go snowboarding every year. So we get, at least get to see snow yeah. once a year. We will be in North Carolina in a few weeks and we're bringing the dogs, which is really exciting, even though I think they're going to kind of hate the snow because they've been born and raised in florida yeah they're gonna freak out they're gonna be like what the yeah. heck is this yeah one of these episodes i'll show you guys um the coats that i got them they look like yeah. little santa jackets but they don't really fit they're a little bit snug because they don't make uh big dog clothes in like places that you can buy around here at least because mm. there's no snow around here so nobody be caring but anyway Gosh. We are talking today about micronutrients. If you listened to our last podcast in order, and we talked about fiber, and that was so much to elaborate on that made it its own little podcast. And today we're talking about vitamins and macro minerals and all that cool stuff, where to get it, how to eat it, um, our favorite sources of those things, uh, how we feel about the powdered versions of those things. And I don't know, whatever else we come up with, it's always kind of a roller coaster here. <laughs> so, but if you'd like to kick it off, we can start at the top. Alrighty. So, um, micronutrients, right? We need to get them from food um, because our body doesn't produce vitamins and minerals for the most part. Um, that's why they're referred to as essential nutrients. Um, the micronutrient content of each food is different. So that means that the best way to eat a variety, or so it's best to eat a variety of foods to get enough vitamins and minerals. Um, an adequate intake of all micronutrients is necessary for optimal health. Um, because each vitamin and mineral has a specific role in the body. And that's kind of what we're going to dive into um, today with this episode. So um, let's get into the different micronutrients. Um, they can be divided into four groups. That's going to be water-soluble vitamins, fat-soluble vitamins, macro minerals, and trace minerals. We won't get into trace minerals today. Um, we're actually just going to stick with those top three. But just so you know, there are four groups. So trace minerals are a little bit too complicated. Yeah, and plus it's, you know, we don't want to bore everyone with all like the, you know... Science little unimportant details. Yeah, it's just a lot. So um, 
if you are someone that's interested in learning more about them after this episode, feel free to do some research um, and or DM us and we'll do our research. Yeah, we can do and that. We'll too. let you know what we come up with. Um, okay, so let's talk about water soluble vitamins. Um, this is going to be your vitamin C and B. Basically, what that means is that you can eat them or drink them or take them with water, I guess would be the best way to put it. Eat, drink, they're... take. <laughs> Eat, drink, take with water. <laughs> um, don't worry about the other stuff. Yes. And that just means that your body's going to be able to absorb them with just taking them with water. Um, so B vitamins are needed for extra energy uh, or to extract energy from food. It will give you energy because energy. it extracts the energy from food. Um, vitamin B12 is required for proper nerve function and to make red blood cells. Um, so there are a bunch of different vit oh, B vitamins. I also learned that vitamin B helps with nausea. I learned that yesterday. Oh. So certain um, quantities of it, like if you are feeling not so great going on a trip or like uh, going on a boat ride, uh, take some vitamin B. That's actually, I can tell you exactly the, actually I can't, it doesn't tell me. Is it just like regular vitamin B or is it a specific B6? B6, okay. Mm -hmm. 10 milligrams of B6 is like at a time is supposed to make you feel a little better. Hmm. That's, That's interesting. I just mm -hmm. had um a client, I don't know if it's because of this time of year, but I've felt like a lot of people are getting sick. Um mm -hmm. Like, obviously, COVID is a thing, but, like, I, I've i noticed that um, even after someone has gotten COVID, I've had a lot of clients that have checked in that are getting, like, the flu or just some type of, like, cold sinus congestion issue. Um, and there's been people that have said they've been, like, really nauseous. And so now I know recommending some B6 might help. Um, also, I know it's, like, a... a flying thing like if they've taken like traveled a lot um yeah uh flying can mess up your equilibrium and then when your equilibrium is messed up you're getting like dizzy and nauseous a lot so if they've been traveling um and I, my sister gets like super car sick we used to not be able yeah. to drive like an hour and a half without her barfing it up so yeah maybe even if you have kids who are uh prone to car sickness that's my totally forgot about that before we started but i learned that one yesterday interesting um, but now we, we can move on to our fat-soluble vitamins. If, which yeah. Are, oh, I actually put these in the wrong order. But. Um, so our fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, E, D, and K. Um, basically, fat-soluble just means that you're supposed to eat them with food and preferably food that has a fat in it because it, that is going to help your body absorb the fat-soluble vitamin. Um, so... Vitamin A, we need for good vision, immunity, and healthy skin. Vitamin E is an antioxidant and helps protect cells from damage. Vitamin D is required to form bone, healthy immune function, and functions like a hormone throughout the body. Um, your body makes it from cholesterol when your skin is exposed to sunlight. It's also found in certain foods such as fatty fish, fortified dairy products, um, though it's very difficult to get enough from your diet alone. So supplementing with that would be a good choice. Um, I feel like if you're somewhere that's cold, like myself, I'm from Michigan, so I usually increase my vitamin D in the wintertime. Um, and I've noticed that that makes a significant difference just alone with how I feel throughout the day. Um, um, they always say that vitamin D is linked to like seasonal depression and like yeah. you kind of nailed it with like it gets a lot of states get very cloudy and you can't go outside as much. And um, the biggest source of vitamin D is the sunshine. So yep. going outside and getting sun is extra important. It's, I think it's 20 minutes a day that it's recommended, 20 minutes of it, the sun on your skin. Um, but if you're living in a place where it's constantly blizzarding or raining, like Seattle, where it's always gray, um, no offense, Seattle, um, <laughs> there's like higher cases of seasonal depression. So um, supplementing with it is very important. Yeah, yeah I, um, I personally use vitamin D3 um, and I use the liquid form, which... Most people are like, why the hell would you do that? I don't know. I just yeah, feel like... Yeah, the vitamin Ds are, that I take are super, super tiny. Yeah, I just... I don't know if it's because, like... 
I've when I started taking them, I've just always taken them as like a liquid form. They are. They're super small. They're little tinies. But I just I don't know. I feel like I absorb it better when I just put Does it, it taste under like my anything? tongue. I mean, yeah, it doesn't taste like it tastes like an oil. It literally kind of tastes like you're taking olive oil and dropping it underneath your tongue. So it's mm. kind of gross. But if you gulp it down. Yeah, it's like just gulp it down with something. And that's I don't know. It's how I I already I already struggle with stuff like that. Like I really do. I have it. You should watch me take all of my vitamins when I have to take them. It's kind oh, of a yeah. very funny, funny show. I'm terrible at it. It's, I don't know. I know everybody has their own techniques, but I'm going to stick to mine, even though it makes me, like, gag every single time. Oh, well. I, uh, um, I just take a bunch of, I try to shove them all down my throat at once, take a big gulp of water, and they always get stuck. Like, I can breathe, I don't choke, but it's the uh-uh. point where it's, like, painful to swallow, and it just, like, happens every time. That's my nightmare. I have to go one at a time. Unless it's the vitamin D, I could take two, both of the little vitamin D at the same time. Yeah. But that's it. I just, I don't know. I have, like, a big fear of choking. It's kind of like an – I've never choked on anything, knock on wood, before. Um, But I live in constant fear of doing so, so you won't catch me doing that. It'll take me 30 minutes. Take my vitamins forever. Then I don't even care. (laughs) Okay. Um, Um, Our next next one. Vitamin K. Um, That is needed to – it's needed to form blood clots and to shuttle calcium into the bone. Also very important. Um. Hold on. I'm actually going to ask this question to Ryan before I say it. And I should know how to mute myself. Never mind. Okay. I was going to have um, a stupid question. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, all right. So going into macro mineral, macro minerals. Big right. minerals. Big minerals. Yeah. Um, Micro and mineral. Yeah. and mineral. Yes. So that would be uh, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, sodium, potassium, chloride, and sulfur. Um, I'll I'll go into like what each of those kind of does for your body. Well, actually, let me go into that first and then I'll go back to what I was just going to say. And there's also iron. I can't forget about iron. So he's at the bottom. Yeah. So calcium is needed for muscle contraction and bone formation. Uh, magnesium regulates uh, muscle contract regulates muscle contraction and nerve transmission. It helps form teeth and bones and is needed in over three hundred metabolic reactions. Um, there's a ton of benefits that magnesium does for our bodies. Um, this is just scratching the surface um so potassium is needed for muscle contraction proper nerve conduction and maintenance of fluid and electrolyte balance which is really important um sodium another really important macro mineral um helps keep the water and electrolyte balance of the body body sodium is also important in how nerves and muscles work most of the sodium in our body which is about 85 percent is found in blood and lymph fluids um when i think of sodium i think of like that sodium to water balance in the body I, i feel like there's like a better way to like say it um but sometimes when my clients check in i've seen like if they aren't drinking enough water that it their weight fluctuates and they have like symptoms of certain things because they like their body is dehydrated and then vice versa if they're not drinking or not into like they don't have enough sodium in their body or in their diet i should say um but then they're drinking a bunch of water you see issues issues with that too so keeping that balance is really important um there's also a lot of people out there who are like sodium I don't want to use the word Nazi because that's not the nicest word, but they are like (laughs) vehemently against sodium and like having too high of sodium and like taking all the salt out of your diet. And you cannot do that because your body obviously needs it. Um, Without it, you'll be cramping. If we're talking like on like the fitness side of things, all of the four items that you just listed are all important for your muscles and like retaining water inside of them. Um, when I also think about sodium, I think about Gatorade because people like don't realize it's like a pretty high source of sodium, like the full calorie Gatorades. Um, 
which if you think about Gatorade slogans, they always talk about electrolytes. Um, mm-hmm. And Gatorade was originally invented for the UF football team who was sweating out all of these vitamins and not being able to like play through an entire football game. So they invented Gatorade to be this replenishment drink of all these different um, macro minerals. Yeah. Uh, so if you're ever feeling not so hot, um, drink a Gatorade. Yeah, or make get you feel a little better. Gatorade and... during your uh, workouts um, make a huge difference if you feel like you're deficient in any of these things. Um, and also, like our big rule of thumb is, if you sweat it out, like you need to replace it. Mm-hmm. So, like if you're a person who is like even just like relatively fit, like doing exercise, or if you like work a really hard labor job that's outside, um, your body needs sodium. So you're only doing yourself a disservice by limiting the service the sodium in your diet and then going outside and sweating yourself to death yeah i actually um i tell all my clients to salt their food and they i always get like that um that That's comment so of bad like, for you it gives you yeah, high, hypertension and high blood salt pressure is bad for you and like. i feel like it depends on the type of salt you're eating like i tell my clients to use um salt that has iodine in it um or iodized salt yeah yeah so, yeah, iodized salt. Iodized salt. Um, and you won't get goiters. And <laughs> well, and then That's it's all I like, remember from like my health class. Well, I have always learned. Okay, so like I learned that like the is it what's the brand? It's, it has like the little girl on it, the Malton like Morton's Morton's. I think it's Morton's. Yeah. yeah, it has like the little girl. It's like a blue navy blue with the little with girl the yellow on umbrella. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always learned that that stuff is like terrible for you, which I don't, I I don't huh. disagree with. I don't, I think the way that like everything that's in that salt is probably bad, but it's like the, the good salt that has like the minerals in it, like pink Himalayan salt, iodized salt, things like that. That is not like you actually get minerals from that salt. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think. People are going to do what they want to do. If you want to listen to your doctor that tells you to stay away from salt, that's fine. Maybe you have an well, underlying... Or if you have an underlying condition, if you already yeah, have hypertension. Um, that makes sense. You got to start working on um, other issues first before you think about your salt. Um, I don't know. The Morton Salt website doesn't give me any info except for agricultural salt. I know, I know that... Um, See again, sea salt is really good. That's kind of similar to like pink Himalayan. They have pink Himalayan sea salt. Um, but signs of deficiency for sodium would be nausea, muscle atrophy, and fatigue. So just some things. I would to keep say in cramping mind. can go. Cramping in there too. would be another one for sure. Um, so I don't know. Just some little things about salt. Um, but moving on to sulfur. Um, Sulfur helps build and fix your DNA and protects our cells from damage that can lead to serious diseases and cancers. Um, sulfur also assists your body to metabolize food and contribute and is contrib- or a contributor to the uh, health of our skin, tendons, and ligaments. Um, and little side fun fact here: um, the amino acids methionine and cysteine include sulfur. So if you're someone that gets amino acids in from supplements and stuff that's a little plus for you um it also helps keep the amount of fluid inside and outside of your cells in balance um so it helps maintain proper blood volume blood pressure and ph of your body and and then the last one being iron um it's required to transport oxygen throughout the body and also helps with creatine synthesis collagen synthesis and thyroid hormone synthesis um there's this whole phenomenon that well it's not a phenomenon that's not the right word to use um women are known to being like more iron deficient yeah um and if you're someone that has been like diagnosed anemic um and your doctor has tried to put you on a type of iron supplement to help with that and you've noticed that that doesn't necessarily agree with your digestive system or how frequently you go to the bathroom um it's very common you're not alone i've dealt with it as well um some foods that you could do instead of taking iron supplement if that's something that doesn't work for you um 
you can get iron from things like soybeans, lentils, spinach, red meats, and fish. Um, if you're someone that is vegetarian or vegan, um, you could go more towards like the soybean option and lentils and spinach, of course. Um, the darker green vegetables are going to be yeah. higher in iron. Yep. So those are just some ways that you can get iron in um, throughout your without diet. Adding, and without having to supplement with. Iron pills are also huge. They're always huge. They if are. I, we're going to go back to talking about um, hard to swallow pills. That's one of them. Um, yep. So um, if you're iron deficient, maybe you haven't gone to the doctor to get that tested. Um, some signs of deficiency will include anemia, fatigue, um, and impaired performance. Um, uh, dizziness is also another one that goes yeah. up there. If you stand up real fast and you feel like super lightheaded. Um, that, that was like, me, some of the man. first signs that I um, had like when I was in high school and then went to the doctor. And But I mean, like I would say a good amount of the women that you talk to will at some point in their life be diagnosed as yeah. anemic, which there's nothing. We lose a lot of blood, so... It's yeah. very hard for our bodies to replace that blood fast. Um, all right. Um, one thing that I did want to touch on is it's pretty popular now, and I don't remember when they came out, but all those like greens and red powders um, that people take as like vegetable replacements, uh, they have some pros and cons to them, but I still um, – I always suggest that people get all of their micronutrients and um, such from Whole Foods. And um, we'll like list some more Whole Foods at the bottom that will give you lots of your stuff. Because when you take greens and red supplements, you miss out on like the fiber aspect um, mm -hmm. that vegetables and fruits give you. Uh, and it's it's just an ease thing. People use it as like a convenience way to get them in. Um, and I know that a lot of like high-performing CrossFit athletes, they use it um, kind of as like a quick source of food because they can't really sit down and have so many meals because you are mm -hmm. working out as much. And I don't know if you eat like, what, two cups of broccoli and then you go try to run or have a very intense workout, um, probably not going to feel so great. I'm so for bloated. them, yeah. So for them, it's just more of a a performance-based thing, but not everyone out there is a high-performing CrossFit athlete. So chances of you needing them or needing to utilize them before you try to just add vegetables and fruits into your diet are probably uh, a lower percentage of people. Um, Plus, I feel like the reds and greens and these superfood like um, powders depending on the brand, like, you have to be careful because, like, they put sweetener in it to make it taste Oh, better. tons of carbs. So it's, like, you really have to look at the ingredient label to really see it's just straight vegetables, fruit, powder. And you don't know how many, anything. like, like the vitamins that you're actually getting from them. At right. least if you eat an orange, you know what you're getting. Yeah, because I wonder, there has to be, like, you probably digest or absorb less of a powdered version than you would with a like whole food yeah um but if we wanted to talk about where we put these in our diet um the nasm kind of breaks it down into a very very they they kind of word it very strangely but it's um Based on someone who would eat a 2,200-calorie diet, um, for most women, that's a little bit high. Um, and for most men, that's, like, pretty average. Um, they also break it down by week, so I try to break it down by the day. And they say two cups of leafy green vegetables per week, which would be, like, 68 grams a day. Um, and even and if you divide that out between four meals, it's not that much. Because, yeah. um, like, a bowl of, like, spinach is, like, 100 grams, and you boil a bowl of spinach down and you have <laughs> it's nothing this one little chunk um yeah so i think i don't know uh and then it says six six cups of red or orange fruits or vegetables per week um carrots peppers tomatoes all that kind of stuff which kind of um 
boils down to 205, 205 grams per day, um, which isn't a terrible amount either. Um, I know that, well, raspberries are red. I had to think of like a berry off the top of my head. Um, like 146 grams or 150 grams of raspberries is about a cup, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, so two cups of raspberries a day. That's not like a terrible thing to ask people to eat. Throw yeah. it in a smoothie and you don't even realize that they're there and mix it in yogurt. Yeah. Um, two cups of legu- legumes or beans uh, per week, which again, per week, that's like nothing. That's 68 grams per day. Um, yeah. Like a cup of black beans is like 140 grams. So all you got to do is eat a few cups of black beans, peas, chickpeas, all that kind of stuff. Six cups of starchy vegetables per week. That's your potatoes, plantains, corns. Um, that's 205 grams a day. That's like, it. honestly to me, putting this like into a diet like or like a meal plan yeah. seems pretty simple even though we go through our day-to-day life and we forget about all these little things. Yeah. Um, and then and there's five cups of miscellaneous vegetables per week, which are like mushrooms, onions, and cabbage, um, which ends up mathing out to like 171 grams a day. Um, I know people kind of split the fence on mushrooms and stuff, and I absolutely hate onions. I will not eat an onion or look at an <laughs> onion or cut an onion. Um, I don't really feel too bad about cabbage because I love, um, oh my God, what is it called? Coleslaw. Mm, coleslaw. Um, and then it says two cups of various fruits per day, which ends up being 480 grams-ish. Um, fruits would be like the heavier one, but yeah. if you eat a banana, that's like an average banana is like 168 grams. Yeah. That's like a small size banana. So there you go. Knocking some of that stuff out right there. Um, and again, that's kind of like... The, like the general idea, um, and even if you do like a third of what the NASM suggests, that's still getting more than the average person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how you can break it down throughout your week. You don't have to eat like I don't know. I think that when people think about cleaning up their diet, or like they think that like that the only things that they can eat now are like vegetables and salads and stuff, but. You can, as long as you eat them, you can eat them on the side of your macaroni. Yeah, macaroni and broccoli. It's actually not bad. No, I agree. Sometimes I throw chicken in my macaroni. Ground beef and macaroni is also really good. That's a good one. Because then it's, it's just, like hamburger helper. Yeah. I think it's just like getting um, an understanding of like how to fit these healthier foods into the diet. It's Being not, creative. Yeah, being creative, like, I'm not saying, like, you can still go to, like, McDonald's every day. Like, you know Mm-mm. what I mean? I feel like people, I don't know. Yeah, take I, it with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's finding the balance for you and depending on how um, new you are to, like, a fitness journey. Um, it I, I feel like a lot of people fail when they go um, 100%, like, they go cold turkey, they don't eat. Out, they don't have any of the sweets that they're used to having, and they just go straight to like chicken, rice, broccoli, and salads, and yes. like. And I think egg that's whites. where people struggle a lot because it's like your body—it's like a shock to your body. Your body's gonna have to detox all of that crap that you used to eat, and you go through withdrawals, especially if you're someone that eats a lot of sugar. Um, the withdraws on that, I've seen it in clients and it's really hard. And then you feel like you're failing when you have like a quote unquote cheat meal or a meal that you haven't had in a really long time. Um, but that's, there's so much more to it than that. in the grand scheme of things like that whole like 80, 20%, um, like approach to eating that people use. I think it's like a decent way to look at it. Um, you just got to make sure that it's truly an 80-20. I feel like that's another big thing is people think that they're doing 80-20 and really it's not. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's where tracking macros and really looking at what you're eating comes into play. Um, um, but- I also, again, think that people lose like their creativity when it comes to vegetables because there are so many things that you can do to make a vegetable taste good. Yeah. like – a fajita. I always I don't know why I always think about breakfast stuff, but like a fajita omelet, you can shove so many different like vegetables, and you can get your onions in, you can get your peppers in, you can get broccoli in, you can get spinach in, and chicken, and you like yep. 
fry that up with like taco seasoning and then pour egg whites on it. That's and then you get fat-free cheese and fat-free sour cream and salsa. That's all of the things that you need to eat in the morning. And yeah. it tastes good. And then you just got like whatever the NASM said, your 68 grams of random vegetables a day, miscellaneous vegetables a day just in breakfast. Um, yeah. Same with smoothies. Like that's like your mom's favorite trick is to like put spinach in your smoothie and tell you it's like a milkshake. But I mean, it works even as adults, like put all your berries in your smoothie, put all like, if you, especially if you're someone who utilizes protein powder, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't sit well with my stomach, but I know that a lot of people um, use it. So Greek yogurt and some protein powder and berries and a banana. There you go. I like You're to, halfway um, there. I put uh, avocados in my smoothies sometimes, which I know sounds really weird. No, but it gives it like a smooth texture. Yeah, it literally like if I do a really good chocolate um, protein powder, which is kind of hard because like I can't do whey, so I have to do like vegan protein powder. But I know for those out there that can have whey, they have really good tasting protein powders. Um, if you put that with like a banana or some type of fruit and then some avocado, even if it's the slightest bit of avocado, it literally makes it taste like a like um, a Wendy's chocolate frosty, depending mm. on the fruit you put in it. I used to do chocolate protein powder with a banana, almond milk, and then avocado. And it's just like that texture. It was like a Wendy's frosty for me. Um, like that. Yeah. So it's just finding different ways avocado is a good one too it is you gotta be careful with like the with how much fat you're allowed in your diet and like not going overboard on avocado because it's really easy to go overboard on avocado but yeah you get i think i talk about it every episode got all your vitamins in it and then you get a bunch of Mm -hmm. fiber in it it's it's a good one um i'm not a pizza person and i know that that makes me uh i don't know a lesser human being to some people um but vegetables go well on pizza. I mean, it's helped for other people that I've watched diet. Um, yeah. Chop up a bunch of vegetables and then put it under the sauce and then put the cheese on top. There you go. Hiding it. I mean, Make if you have to hide vegetables from yourself, just do it. Um, I changed the type of salad mix. that I, I was never a salad person before the last couple of years because I just, I don't know. It was really boring to me, but I changed yeah. the salad mixes, and instead of getting just, like, plain romaine, which, like, I mean, if that's the thing that you like, then awesome, but I get um, the shredded – it's, like, shredded broccoli, shredded carrots, and shredded cabbage and kale, um, so it's very crunchy, and it doesn't, like, get soggy from dressing, um, and I mix that with, like, Bolthouse Farms dressings, which are, like, really low-calorie and always taste amazing. Yeah. Um, and chicken and chickpeas. I love chickpeas in a salad. Um, one of my friend's families used to do it, and I, it's like, I don't know why everyone doesn't do it. Um, and, like, some fat-free feta cheese. I'm good. Very good. Just getting creative with meals, honestly. Yeah, we have a whole cookbook on the Gifted Performance website that's pretty creative. It's got a lot of, like, um, vegetable-based meals in there. We didn't leave any uh, one dietary restriction out there's some gluten-free things in there there are some vegetarian and vegan um, things is there macros with each meal or no yes there is every single one of them for every recipe and you know how i know that because i had to do it all by myself (laughs) and all the calculations by myself (laughs) so um yes all that's in there there's breakfast lunch dinner snacks shakes i think that's it Okay. Vegetable, like specific vegetable dishes. Like um, I used to hate, 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 hate carrots. Um, But there's like a balsamic carrot bake that's really good. It's just like balsamic dressing and honey or balsamic vinegar and honey. And then you stick them in the oven and get them nice and toasty. So if you're a person who like really doesn't like vegetables, you you just have to experiment. Try soaking your vegetables and stuff. Try marinating them. Cook them a different way. Like, I hate cooked cauliflower. I think that's gross. I don't like cauliflower rice, but I can eat raw cauliflower all day. Kind of, if you have IBS symptoms or have, like, a sensitive digestive system, it doesn't really sit very well with you when you eat it raw, yeah. but tastes way better that way. Um, let's see. All right. Well, we can go into um, 
how progress can be affected if micronutrients are too low. Got um, it. Because I feel like that's like a kind of a big one. I feel like a lot of our audience kind of like you guys work out and you train to some degree. Um, so I think it's important to kind of go over how progress that we make in the gym, outside the gym, doesn't matter, is affected um, all from our diet and if we have vitamin deficiencies. Um, so Jimmy and I pulled up um, the guidelines for Americans um, and what they reported for the nine widely underconsumed nutrients. So this is going to include, I'll just go in order and I'll explain each one. Um, so the first one is going to be calcium. So when we don't consume adequate amounts of calcium, our body will break down bone to maintain blood levels to keep our heart beating. So over time, this is going to cause chronic shortages of calcium um, and synergistic nutrients lead to weakened bones and even osteoporosis. Um, so this is very important for older women. Um, and very prone to osteoporosis. Yes. And you need to take vitamin D along with your calcium. Um, just a little fun fact. So if you're someone that supplements with calcium, um, make sure you're getting vitamin D with that because they kind of go hand in hand. The next one is magnesium. Um, this one is actually rare to be deficient in this, um, but in older people, magnesium deficiency may increase the risk of osteoporosis and bone fractures. Um, I can also speak for myself and my own experience with magnesium. Um, I have been someone that has suffered with like constipation, like as a kid and just growing up and everything. And it wasn't until I started working with, um, one of the dietitians here in Michigan where she had suggested that I take magnesium citrate. Um, and it's supposed to help. We know that magnesium in general is supposed to help with like stress and all that stuff. We covered this earlier in this episode. Um, but magnesium citrate specifically, because there's different forms of magnesium, helps with constipation. Um, I've had clients take it and I myself have taken it. Um, and yeah, the way that I remember it is just think constipation starts with a C, citrate starts with a C. So take magnesium citrate and hopefully it helps. Um, <laughs> you also may be thinking like, where does magnesium come from in my food? Um, the number one listed um, item is almonds. In one ounce yeah. of almonds, there is 80 milligrams of magnesium. Um, and then spinach, cashews, soy milk, black beans, edamame, peanut butter, avocado, avocado again, that's like my favorite wow. superfood, even though I don't like that name, um, oatmeal, I read earlier, um, fortified cereals, so like Raisin Bran, we can bring back Raisin Bran, we talked about that last week too. We did. Um, and then you can get some through um, salmon, chicken, beef, and stuff, but it's not necessary to get it through um, a meat source. So if you are a vegan, vegetarian, um, most of your magnesium is going to come from things like broccoli, apple, banana, all the other things I just listed. Um, the only other thing on here that's not vegan is yogurt, but it, it doesn't have that high of an amount that it would even make a difference to not eat it. But yeah, almonds though. Almonds. That's surprising. Love it. All right, so next one is potassium, um, known as hypokalemia. Hypokalemia. That's the deficiency in potassium. Wow. Okay. So the symptoms depend on the severity of the deficiency, but can include high blood pressure, constipation, interesting, um, kidney problems, muscle weakness, fatigue, and heart issues. Um, let's see. Vitamin D. Um, one of the vitamin D's or one of vitamin D's most important roles is keeping your immune system strong so you're able to fight viruses and bacteria that cause illness. So especially right now, I feel like with everyone getting sick, um, you hear everyone talking about taking vitamin D and making sure you're taking a lot of it. So, Or if you can go outside, or, go outside yeah, if you for your recommended 20 minutes, yep. get the sun on your skin. Um, next one is going to be vitamin A. Um, a deficiency in vitamin A can cause sight issues or any type of eye issue. I read uh, like a severe vitamin A deficiency can also cause like night blindness, which is an interesting one. 
That's so. really interesting because I know I have a, I like know people like in real life that have <laughs> night blindness night blindness, um, and like it's talked about, but I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, maybe they're not eating a lot enough vitamin A. Let's I don't even know what. A I think it's really interesting. A is. Um, food sources of vitamin A. Oh. Fortified cereal. <laughs> it's back. Um, dairy products, liver, fish, and fortified cereals. Uh, the top sources of pro-vitamin A include carrots, broccoli, cantaloupe, and squash. I think it's um, orange E vegetables yeah. are really high in vitamin A, if I remember. I remember carrots being one because I always yep. I always remember hearing like eat your carrots or else your eyesight goes bad. Um, I'm gonna grab my computer charger. Or I'm gonna be R.I.P. Be okay. All right. So going into vitamin C, um, deficiencies can cause scurvy. Decrease it. And it also decreases your body's antioxidant um, capacity. Um, and then the other. Um, deficiency is fiber which we talked about in the last episode so if you guys haven't um, had a chance to watch our last episode feel free to check that out we go over a lot of the little things um, involving fiber so what did we talk about the pros and cons of our greens and reds okay all right i feel like anything else to talk about going over these like deficiencies makes me kind of like think to how like i don't know maybe i'm being biased but like every time i go to the doctor they don't check like these things don't get checked does that make sense like yeah i'll get blood work done but it's like so surface level that like they check like maybe the main ones i don't even know if they do that anymore no they basically if you're a woman they take they they look at your estrogen your progesterone your testosterone your iron and then they kind of like give you a rundown from there. And I feel like or there's like so many HGH. issues that people could be dealing with coming from like a vitamin deficiency. But like instead it's either ignored and like pushed to the side or it's like, you know, they put medication. Not thought. Give you some, yeah. They just give you like a medication because it's something else. Which, well, that's you. You are a pretty good example of that. When you said your doctor um, wanted you to supplement with iron, and then you were having issues with yeah. iron supplementation, when she could have said, "Hey, also, if you try eating like a steak for dinner twice a week, or like a bowl yeah. of spinach with your breakfast, or um, you might have been able to deal with that without having the symptoms." Because, as we know, spinach has tons of fiber, and fiber doesn't pack you up like an iron pill would. And also asking people to swallow those pills. I know that I'm the big pill baby, but it's not fun. It's a lot easier to just eat a food. It's very interesting to me that some of these things just go not necessarily kind of unnoticed, but like it's not, they don't even put the effort into thinking. Well, also, maybe if you're out there and you're like, oh, well, I think that I have night blindness, maybe I should look into vitamin A or. Foods that have vitamin A and see if I've been eating enough. Yeah, because, like, I've had... I know people that have night blindness, and the doctor just kind of goes, so just don't drive at night. Yeah. I don't okay. know. That was my, like, silly... um Problem solved. Analogy. But um, I don't know if I listed any of the good sources of vitamin A, but it's cheese, everyone's favorite, eggs, oily fish, fortified low-fat spreads, milk, yogurt. Um, yeah. Beta-carotene is vitamin A, so... Red, yellow, leafy green vegetables, spinach, carrots, sweet potatoes, red peppers, mango, papaya, apricot. So if you notice a um, a trend here, all of the vitamins that we need, we can get from whole foods. You don't I'm need to talking. spend your money. I looked up the, not to hate on first form, but first form is like one of the people who sell the greens and yeah. reds. And it's $100 for something that's like this big. I think it only is like 30 servings in it i'm sure i'm wrong about that but if you go to a produce market honestly if you go to Publix and you get like a bag of carrots some oranges some spinach i'm can guarantee you're not spending a hundred dollars and it's not only gonna last you 
a month. Okay. I remember like growing up in first form being like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's isn't that Andy Frisella's? Oh, I'm company? the wrong person to ask about that stuff. Like people who own companies, I don't know any of that stuff. It's like, yeah, this one says on their website, Opti Greens fifty, a one-time purchase is sixty-four ninety-nine. But let's take a second and let's look at. Is there a way where I can see the ingredient list on this thing? Mm, that's another thing to take into consideration if you're shopping online for a supplement and they don't even show you the back of the like where the label is oh athletic greens is the other company that's like very popular how are you supposed to know what's in no you're fine how are you supposed to know what's in like they have a description and it tells you it's an immune supporting greens powder and it's packed with 50 hand-chosen, gluten-free, alkalizing ingredients to help support a strong immune system. It does. But, you're right. But you don't even get... Okay, ingredients. Oh. Here we go. They make you dig for it, though. That, to me, is like... Okay. For real? Um, it has one gram of fiber. It has... Let's see. Natural flavor. Other ingredients. Natural flavors gar gum, exanthium gum, salt, and non-GMO corn maltodextrin. This is basically a multivitamin. But You're I just, just like, like I, liquefying a multivitamin. I get a little iffy when I see gar gum. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. And exanthium gum. They're used as, I think they're used as thickeners, but... I've heard so many things about how they're really bad for your digestive tract, especially if you're someone that's already, like, you have a sensitive digestive system. And then maltodextrin, I just learned from Dom that that's really bad. And the fact that it's corn maltodextrin, a lot of people can't digest corn. So that makes me question that right away. And, like, I don't mean to, like, I'm not trying to hate or anything by any means. But these are just things that, like, I feel like most people don't look at when they're shopping for a supplement i'm interested in i was looking at the athletic greens one um and it says dairy-free probiotic and it says lactobacillus which is funny because like the root word and that is lacto which is lactose which is the milk sugar and dairy so i'm interested to know how that is a dairy-free probiotic uh, and that's just like that's not me calling out athletic greens at all i'm just actually genuinely curious to know how lactobacillus i learned about that i think it's just like uh it's usually in yogurt that's like what yeah. that's like the good cultures in yogurt lactobacillus and bif- i think it's bifidobacterium those those two um, are usually what are in greek yogurt and make your belly work good yeah lactobacillus is something added to fermented foods like yogurt and is also found in dietary supplements um yeah it doesn't say anything i don't i don't know man there's so many things that you just don't know. know and everyone's and the, so good at marketing say, the moral of the story is do your research eat whole, foods. eat whole foods do your research if it looks untrustworthy if it seems too good to be true it probably is if you think about it logically and there this product's telling you that you get all of your daily vegetables like worth in a powder I mean, I'm sure you're getting some of the vitamins, but most of the people out there that we're talking to, we've talked about multivitamins, so they're probably taking a multivitamin. And the benefit it, it, of it eating your food to, is way higher. Yeah, well, I think it goes down to how much are you absorbing from this powder versus eating the vegetable or the food group that actually contains those vitamin and minerals. It's the biggest thing. But again, I think it's a it's an amount of how much effort do you want to put into cooking real food. It's so easy nowadays for people to just take a supplement or to stop at a fast food place. And let me tell you right now, friends, getting a grilled chicken sandwich from Wendy's or from McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't even do grilled chicken anymore. Um, Burger King does, though. I only Burger know King, that like, because of emergencies. If, right. Like, don't get me wrong. I have been... In that situation where I have nothing else to eat, so the only option if I'm, like, on the road or traveling and we have to stop somewhere is, like, I'll get a grilled chicken breast on a bun with lettuce and tomato. 
But like, I just feel like there's so many people that do that on the daily, thinking that while it's a grilled chicken breast, I'm still getting good adamant or good ad- adequate amount of protein. Um, it just goes back to the quality of food. So I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Do your research. Be smart. Cook food at home. Teach yourself something. Learning your cookies is really fun. Learning a new recipe is really fun. And if you're like myself, I get caught, like, stuck on one recipe for, like, months at a time. So I really only need to learn, like, one recipe for, like, months at a time. So. Plus, like, you can add, like, if you're using a recipe that has chicken, for example, switch it up and throw in some shrimp or some beef. And yeah. then you got a whole new meal. It's, like, To get amazing. addicted to. Yeah. It's amazing. Changes the taste, the taste, the flavor, everything. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of rounds about our discussion of micronutrients for today. If you have any questions, you guys know where to find us, or if there's something that we kind of mold over too fast um, and you need some clarification, uh, just DM one of us and we'll get that to you. Or if you think that there's one thing that we could talk about for longer on this podcast, um, we can always do a little sub. What's the word? Sub episode? Like a small mm-hmm. episode? Yeah. Um, about it. But yeah. Other than that, I hope everybody is looking forward to the new year. As of today, we got like a few more days and then it's 2022. Wow. Wow. I know. <laughs> it literally, it's kind of insane to me. Like, yeah. it feels like it's too soon. But our next podcast, I think, or our next episode, I think we're going to do a Q&A slash New Year's resolution topic thingy-majig of some sorts. Um, Looking back on our year a bit. Yeah. Seeing what we did that we were happy about. Seeing where we can make some improvements for the next year. Maybe it'll help you guys yeah, make your improvements. It'll be good. All right. Other than that, I hope everybody has a good week and good weekend, and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.